Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite team. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Hi-ho, friends and neighbors. Bo Bichette, second homer of the game. Blue Jays now lead the Orioles 5-3, still batting in the top of the sixth. World Juniors, Finland beats Latvia 6-1. Earlier, Czechia over Slovakia 5-4 at 8 p.m. Mountain Time. Germany will take on the United States, Canada, and Latvia at 4 o'clock tomorrow. Sebastian Kosa, goaltender for the World Junior Team, coming up uh, at around 7.45 tonight here on Inside Sports. Well, it's uh, always a pleasure to talk to this next gentleman. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not totally sure how to introduce him. I believe the title, at least what I'm going to go with, is Professional Gadabout. Legendary broadcaster Dan O'Toole is on the line from an undisclosed location in Eastern Canada. Dan, how are you doing? We can disclose that I'm not in witness protection. Not yet. yet. <laughs> yeah. By the way, can we go back to, is James doing the news? Uh, James Dunn, that, yes. Yes, James. Okay, so my kids hate watching the news because the world the way it is now. So, okay. so I was listening and I'm like, okay, yeah, I understand. So we should have... In every newscast. So, James, just throwing it in, and guess what? Little five-year-old Sally got a puppy today. Like, we, we need James. James, he's going to go into a massive depression reading those news every day. Anyway, that's just a, that's my thought. We just <laughs> need one piece of good news. Yeah, that's the nature of news, right? What are we at, what, What's the old saying? If it bleeds, it leads. Now, it's not always literal blood. <laughs> but, yes, unfortunately, <laughs> generally, I, I, I remember... I, I'm going to flash back here. I, I can't remember. Where did you go to broadcasting school again? Or did or oh, Gonklin you just, College in Ottawa. Right. Okay. So I went to Nate here in Edmonton. And uh, and Chris Durham, who uh, people remember when he was on, uh, I guess, then ITV for several years and then still teaching at Nate. And he was a big influence on me. And I remember him telling us in one of the classes that when he was working at, at like I said, it was then called ITV. That one week there, I don't know if it was the news director or assignment editor, somebody said, we're leading with a positive story every day this week. We are leading with a positive story. Like, not fluff, like it has to be yeah. still a story, but it's going to be kind of something that's that's good. And and he said by the end of the week, they you know, they got a few phone calls, like the, the audience noticed, saying, hey, like, you know, thanks for starting off with that, instead of diving right into murder, yeah, political controversy you know war uh whatever so I, I always remember that i thought that was really interesting that's like my small town paper here it is it's hilarious they have front page news on a tree here in town there's never any bad news 
it's only good news in this newspaper. So you pick it up and you're like, oh, they had a bake sale this weekend. Front page news. There we are. My bloody kids, my my uh, my oldest and my middle daughter, they had a lemonade stand once, and it's and they were on the front page because it was a cute picture, two kids with a lemonade stand on Main Street. Now we look back. They raised forty-two dollars. <laughs> like kids, <laughs> like we should have, we should have lied about the total because they raised it for sick kids. But it was forty-two dollars. Like wow, it was not a lot of traffic through town that day. Well, still forty-two dollars than that charity had before. Your kids had the yeah, exactly. Instead. See, that's yeah. right. Glass See, half full. positive. I got, I got to be put. Now it is. I, I, I know you've. Every time we talk, which is uh, between one and ten times a year, depending on the year. Correct. Uh, yes, depending uh, on whether you come to Toronto or not. And yes. Which I obviously have not been able to for the last couple of years. Is it? Uh, how do you say the name of your community again? Arono. It should be because it's Toronto with it's literally Toronto without the T's, so it should be Arono, but it's we pronounce it Orono. Orono. So you know how you remember it. You remember that big hit. uh, Well, I forget the woman who sang it. Orinoco Float. Remember that? Oh, oh, was that Enya? (laughs) Yes, that was Enya. Look at you. Yes. Yes, so remember Orinoco Float, which is a great hit. I listened to that a lot as a child. Um, And that's how you remember it. Okay, so when you moved... What was that front page news in in the paper? He, he, you know, national level broadcaster moves to a small town. Picture of you moving no. into your house. You know, no, no. But the the only thing kind of like that was uh, my first week living here, where Stanley Cup winner Brian Bickle. Uh, a truck just like I live on Main Street. A truck pulls up middle of Main Street, and I'm like, what the hell? And he's like, I'm Brian. Welcome to town, because he's on the Welcome to Orono sign. Right. Yeah, so now we've become very good friends, so I want to go F with the sign one day and say, like, Brian Bickle is, like, smells or something. I don't know. Like, Brian Bickle used to live here because he lives one town over, so I want to shed the light on that. He's not even there anymore. He's not even here anymore. He's one town over. That's that's (laughs) sad, but don't, it doesn't, hasn't the odd TV series or movie been filmed there? Every once in a while, you get a camera crew coming through town? Yeah, we've had Anne with an E. Um, that was the remake of Anna Green Gables. They shot at our town hall. And interesting enough, I've been on, I've worked in TV for 20 some odd years, and I know what TV sets are like, and I know how hectic they are when you're on location and stuff. So we were walking by, and I asked the guy, I'm like, why don't we take a peek in? He's like, yeah, we're about to shoot a scene. It's our big Christmas scene, so you can see them rehearsing it. So we walked through time through a time portal and it was exactly like the town hall would have been in the 1800s everyone uh, dressed in period garb uh they were doing a christmas play up on stage it was it was trippy i'm like kid my kids i always try to like tell them how big things are when they're happening they're just like yeah whatever i'm like that was like cool that was that was a cool experience we just witnessed they're like yeah whatever can we get some ice cream yeah, we'll watch it when it's on. We don't need to see it being made. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when it's streaming. Just, but now, your kids, because you and I, uh, I'm not sure who's older, but I know like we're roughly the same age, same generation. Do your kids understand like traditional television? Can they turn on a TV and find a channel? Or is it just no, streaming no. it, get it when I want it? 
uh, I always say this. If you gave my kids $100 each to find a show on regular cable, no chance. No chance. No chance. No chance. So I don't know if the cable providers know that this is what this generation is like. They don't. They know how to work YouTube. They know how to get Netflix. They can find anything. They teach me how to use Google. Do you know you can take a picture of something with Google, and Google will search for that picture and find out information? I just found that out last week. Do you know this? Uh, no. I, I knew you. I know there's an app. Several no, years no, no. You don't know. You, you go to Google you just like actually, on your phone. Okay. If next to it, there's a little camera thing. You take a picture of something, what? it'll look it up for you. Really? Where? I, oh, there it is. Okay, so I click that. Yeah. I'm going to do this right now. Like Search take a picture of a pen or something. So I'm going to take a picture of my... Uh, yeah, like a Bic pen or whatever my, you're my using. My water or... glass. Yeah. I have to allow it to access my media. Search with my camera. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's not... See, it's not... Uh, oh, I don't have geez. access allowed. Oh, this is... <laughs> now everything's... Now I'm disappointed. No, 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 I feel negative. Forget about the news. I can't get my Google to work. <laughs> anyway, but no, they cannot work cable television, and um, yeah, it's it's embarrassing. But there's so much, there's so much, there's so much out That's there for great. them. When I was a kid, we had an antenna. I lived on a farm. Yeah, two channels. And we had sometimes four if it was clear. Oh, wow. <laughs> we'd get the Buffalo Channel, and you'd have to have someone stand up by the TV. No, no, a bit more, a bit more. Oh, you went too far. And so, like, that's how we experienced TV. We only had four channels, so you had to find them. You had to know how to find them or else you watch nothing. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Now, if they don't <laughs> yeah, know how to work cable, they can watch Netflix. They can watch YouTube. They can watch yeah. whatever. So I, I've, never, I've actually never asked you this in all the years that we've talked. And I mentioned earlier in the show, we first met, uh, I believe, in 2001, where I accidentally stiffed you for an intermission interview on your Oil Barons broadcast because I couldn't get Correct. to the booth at the time because I was so yep. dumb. Uh, you're just, I love how you're just like, yep, you stiffed me. <laughs> but those were, those were a slog. Me. Hey, those were a slog. A season full of intermissions done for your Oil Barons hockey. There's only so many people you can have on there, and there's so many only so many times you can recap the scoring summary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were just like, hey, this kid's fresh meat. He's coming on. <laughs> Yeah. I'm like someone else to talk. That's not me. Perfect. <laughs> so, when did you think? I've never. I don't think I've ever asked you this. When did you think, if it was watching TV or watching sports, when? How old were you? The motivation. Okay, I think maybe I can do that. When did that start for you? It would have started watching Hockey Night in Canada and watching Montreal Canadiens games and putting the games on mute and doing the play-by-play and then listening to Bob Cole, putting it on mute and then trying to emulate him. So I'm like, okay, that's where the seed was planted. And then I was also mean Gene Okerlund with my WWF figures. They were still WWF at the time. I would do the interviews with the, the guys and I'd tape it, I'd record it, I'd make a whole thing of it. So that's where the seed was planted. And then when I did a co-op program in high school at the, the local university radio station, 
I was like, oh, my God, this isn't even like a real job. I'm doing this. So that's where from uh, because my first co-op experience was a teacher in a classroom full of like fifth graders. I'm like, no, 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 this is not happening. I do not have the patience. I will murder someone. So then I went to the, the radio thing and then just fell in love with it. Okay, well, I mean, then the rest is uh, is history. And, of course, I want to remind everybody what you're doing now, but I'm going to save that for the end. That's a, call it a little okay. teaser there, buddy. So <laughs> one of the things that sort of sparked my memory, because we had you on a few months ago, and we had an absolute blast talking, as we always do, but I, I was like, mm-hmm. I follow you on social media, as millions of people do, and I see, but here's the thing. I, I, I'm not a huge fan of social media because it can sometimes be toxic or you can just get uh-huh. caught up looking at random pictures of nothing and then you're like, where did my day go? But I, you know yeah. what, you got to keep updated. So, I, so I'm, I scroll a lot without taking time to get the details. So you may uh-huh. have had a wordy post explaining what was going on, but I was just kind of okay. like, oh, Dan's doing that, Dan's doing that. You appeared to be at some sort of a uh, exhibition midway, and, and there were some rides that you seemed to be somewhat uncomfortable oh, yeah. with. What was going on? I was just making an Instagram story because I was bored. So Canada's Wonderland, you, you've heard of this, I'm sure, right? Yes. Yeah, so it's like the Disneyland of Canada. It's a big amusement park here. So the kids, I took them, and it's the same every time you go. It's sweltering heat. You think you pick a Wednesday in August that other people won't go. Everyone else picked the same Wednesday in August because they had the same thoughts. So you've got... (laughs) A hundred thousand people there. Shortest line is thirty minutes for a ride. So I'm bored out of my mind, entertaining five kids, and I'm just like taking while we're waiting in line, taking pictures of roller coasters. And I'm like, no, no chance in hell I'm going on that. So that's what I was documenting. I just said nope, and then another ride said not a chance. And so, and and also I had vertigo. Here's the reasoning: I had vertigo three years ago. So now. My brain almost goes into a mode where, like, no, no, if you do that, I'm coming back. Like, anything spinny or moving fast, I'm terrified that my vertigo will come back. So I have uh, vertigo uh, uh, stress syndrome, I think. So And plus, I'm, I'm 46. I can't go on spinny rides. I can't go on big rides. I did that when I was younger. Uh, so you, you do have a history. Like, you know what those rides feel like. Yes, I've been on them. That park opened in '81, so I would have gone in the oh. prime age of ride, where you're you're like a you're a Gumby doll at that age. You can you can do anything, and you will do anything because your body just bounces back. Now at 46, if I go on a spinny ride, the world is spinning for the next two days. <laughs> okay, and sorry, how far is Canada's Wonderland from your house? Ah, you're looking at 50 minutes if you take the old 407 toll highway, oh, wow. the most expensive toll highway in the world. By yeah, by the how way. does it? How how much does it cost, and how do you pay? Is it you pay when you go on? Do they photograph your license plate? <laughs> what happens? It's a, yeah, they photograph your license plate, and then you get um, a bill in the mail. Wow, and the government. <laughs> Good question. I I I think you get to know the collectors come after you. I think. Okay. But it's like having late fees at Blockbuster. The Ontario government sold it, oh, no, no, 20 years ago. They sold it to an investment firm on a 99-year lease for, like, uh, it was less than a billion, and now it's it's priced, valued at, like, 30 or $40 billion. So it was, it was a bad sale. 
Jeez. It was a bad sale. <laughs> the Ontario <laughs> government needed money, and they're like, hey, let's just sell this highway. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, that's the, yeah. that's well, the history of the 407. <laughs> you can't win them all. Yeah. Uh, okay. What, uh, what, what was the uh viewing schedule for you like during the uh stanley cup playoffs did you have i'm sure you watched at least some oilers the game some of the games would have started a little later clearly you're in uh, leafs country as they go out in the first round again what captivated you during the postseason everything i i've become such a huge sports fan now that i don't have to report on it every single day because you can be a fan again and i i don't know if i mentioned this last time i was on but so when Jay and I used to do the show, we're live at midnight. And once you get in the Stanley Cup Finals, you've got 10 o'clock Eastern games or 10.30 starts. If those go to overtime, you got to wait for overtime to finish. you got to wait for uh, players to speak after. So when you're doing that night after night, you're like, oh, man, this game's still tied with two minutes to go. We aren't going to get out of here till four. You aren't saying, oh, this is going to be a great finish. You're like, someone effing score. Because I want to go home. But when you're in the, the comforts of your own home, sitting on the, the couch, you don't care when things end. It's glorious. And I don't know about you, but the playoff hockey, I become transfixed. Regular season, I'm like, well, really, I don't know if I'm going to watch this, this game in February. In the middle of February on a Wednesday night, it doesn't have really have the 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 enthrallment factor attached to it as a playoff game does. But I just fell in love with everything about this postseason. The first round of the playoffs, I say it every year, the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs is the greatest round of any playoffs in any sport. Yeah. Would you agree? Yes. It is chaos at all times. Anything yeah. can happen, and every, anything yeah. does. I still don't know about the staggered start times, though. The NHL has to figure that out when they've got two games on one night and they start one game at 7 Eastern and then the other one at 8. Like, anyway, the, the yeah. NHL, how they plan things, that's for a whole other visit. Yeah, well, we, we, had several eight, we had several 8 p.m. games during the first two rounds here, and even for a lot of fans and listeners, I was like, oh, man, like, seriously? But... Uh, now, now how many, how many like Friday or Saturday games did you guys have five o'clock local starts in the playoffs? Yeah, any five or I six. I think you know what see, it's also a blur for me because it was like game yeah. day, off day, you know, or do inside sports. Because on the, the only reason like... I bring it up is because I remember living in Vancouver, and if the Canucks would have like a four o'clock local start. That was like a dream for a sports fan. If it's during the week, pain in the ass. But if you're yes. going to like a five o'clock game on a Saturday, you're like, we got the whole night ahead of us after this. It's it's a really cool feeling. I always I think. I think there was a Sunday game against Calgary that started at five or six. But again, it's yeah, a bit you got to go to work the next day, though. You got to yeah. go to work on well, Monday. You enough. need it on a Saturday or Friday. <laughs> okay. Uh, Dan, we will have to do this again. It's an absolute blast. Uh, remind everybody what uh, you're up to now. If they're still not following your career, how can they do so? Well, you just uh, put punch in boomsies in your Google. You could even probably write down on a piece of paper and take a picture of him and Google it boomsies. <laughs> right. But again, 
Um, don't use voice to text because supposedly it turns boomsies into boobies and then you Google boobies and then you run into problems. So it's boomsies and it's a podcast. We just talk about whatever we do that it once a week. Not, that will not be you if boobies comes up. <laughs> Lower down. You never know. I guess you'll have to find out. Who? Tell me some of the people you've had on. Has Jay been on the show? Not yet because it's a situation where I'm like, I don't know if he's allowed and I don't want to put him in a situation where he has to say no. Because right. he is the same as me, he over overridden with Catholic guilt. We don't know how to say no to things, <laughs> so he would probably just not answer the text for a year, so he wouldn't have to say no. Yeah, new phone. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, I can. Hey, I, can I break big news with you right now? Yes. Like okay. this is this is true. This is one hundred percent. I haven't even said it on my podcast. Um, joining the Bet Rivers Network. That's who sponsors my podcast. Natasha Staniszewski. Oh, really? Edmonton's own? Yes. The press release went out today. Um, Natasha is joining us, and yes, it's amazing. Her and I were laid off on the same day, along with my producer, producer Tim. We all know work together. Again. Are you working with Tim again? Tim's my producer. Oh, did I know that? Well, do, I don't know. Does I it matter? I'm the know. guy who wanted to split a beer with you. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And, and but, yeah, so the, the, band, the band's almost all back together. Well, that's awesome. Well, I'll have to uh, send yeah. Natasha a message to congratulate her. That's going to be fun, buddy. Hey, uh, I, I wish we had more time, but we have to get to the news so we can brighten people's days. Okay, to get James to tell, again, just a puppy story. Just throw one in there you at just the end. Want and one puppy story and you're happy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Dan, you're the best, man. Continued success with Boomsies, and uh, I look forward to our next encounter on the radio, my friend. Thanks, Reed, and I'm glad I got to break news on your show. It was very cool. I've never broken news anywhere. That is huge from Dan O'Toole here at Inside Sports.